I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is an official chat and shit disclaimer. Yeah. You might be listening to this thinking, oh my days. Some of this sounds really dated because we're not in lockdown as much anymore. Yeah, well, that's fine. It's vintage. Exactly. Some of it was recorded a little while back. Get over it. So just play it. And if you don't like or you think, oh, that's wrong, skip it 15 seconds. Just skip it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, press play now. You are now in tune to the Chat and Shit podcast. Guess what? Guess what? This is a podcast. Saying, man yeah good good back yeah. on the thc i can tell man bit lean bit off kilter no nah, no nah, i'm i'm if anything i'm on kilter oh, which oh. i give more i think emotion yeah yeah that's good yeah, yeah. but um yeah i mean i'm acting like i haven't seen you was um we're just in a writing meeting all day yeah on zoom yeah you sent me a text saying you smoked some thc the thc vape by mistake and didn't want to tell anyone yeah, I thought I'd get in trouble. <laughs> Even though I'm a 35 year old man, I still think I can get in trouble. <laughs> Brilliant intro, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited because. Not only is today's guest a dear, dear friend um, that's been a part of our journey from the very start, yes. but he is also, well, the only person we knew that drove a car at one point in our lives, which is... It wasn't just any car either. Oh, God, no, no. Well, when we say it was a GTI, that might be a little bit of a clue. This talented young man hails from the land of wood and water, brackets Come Jamaica. Yeah. Via Kingston. Exactly. Sorry. Upon Thames, yeah, yeah. yeah. Only speaks when he feels vitally necessary. The person yeah. that got me into 80s dancehall, the actor, the professional weed smoker, turned yes. high caliber sound man slash DJ, the one, the only, Mr. Daniel Sylvester, a.k.a. Danny Rankin, a.k.a. Decoy, from the one show that we've ever done, People Just Do Nothing! Danny Rankin! Danzel Radcliffe is in the building. Oh, come on. I think the most we name we called Dan and the way we said it uh, 
when we were filming in Japan was Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and it just came from like. I don't even know where it's born out. It came from the wedding episode because you went, oh, yeah. yeah, man. But really, I think you said, yeah. Oh, Dan. yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah. So, like, every time Dan said something and he was just really laid back and not even, you know what I mean? Not really, really like, kicking up a fight. And we're like, yeah, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> then it got worse. It got, Dan. Well, like, if anything went wrong, it would just be, Dan. And, like, <laughs> and, then, and, then, the, and then the whole, whole like, cast and crew was just saying it. And it was just like... And Japanese people as well, yeah. wasn't it? Like, Japanese like, people are well in English, but they know, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> It was hectic, man. I had, like, going to bed, ringing in my ears. Like. I remember, yeah, do you know, at one yeah. point, yeah, it was obviously, we filmed like 14 hour days and that. And uh, at one point, Dan just went, what are you doing? Are you fucking, are you trying to make me have a breakdown or something? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> really pushing it. <laughs> yeah, it's pushing it way too far. Yeah, man. Your um, handshakes are insane as well. Oh, man. I needed at least uh, 20 handshakes with a click, like 80s hip hop handshakes with a click. An hour. Yeah. An hour. An hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It became an obsession, man. It, it did, man. Yeah. Because yeah. when you're standing around, isn't it? Like, you need these weird little things to do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Or, or I do. Yeah. Most people, yeah. like, think of the role and, like, like, a different approach and shit. We literally fuck around until they're going, guys, we're rolling. And then we're like, oh, fuck, yeah, we're in. We're filming something. <laughs> yeah, I remember, like, I didn't know my lines on one bit. And um, in between, I should have just been learning them. But um, I just thought it's too pointless saying the same thing over and over again, isn't it? I'd rather just fuck around and hope it just comes out. And I think it worked in the end. Yeah. Like good yeah. acting yeah. Until it comes to the edit and you've got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or there's a reason why everything's chopped to bits. Yeah. There is a reason, I suppose, that uh, the only two people that got to do a reshoot is me and you, Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, man. So, obviously, I mean, it's easing up now, but we've all been in lockdown. Um, yeah, as we say to all of our guests, this is not a lockdown podcast. But um, Dan, what are you, what have you been? Um, how you been? How you been coping? And what uh, what have you been like doing? Like I'm someone like who likes to chill anyway. Yeah, and, like the concept of lockdown was not devastating at first. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the first couple of weeks was cool. Literally, like I feel the first couple of weeks, I really didn't do anything. Yeah. I was just kind of like, like kind of more anxious and scared of, like, fuck, or, like, the world's literally, like, yeah, fuck, it's gonna like, fucking... fucking yeah. up. It yeah. took a while to get my head around it. Um, yeah, quite anxious, but, and more for, like, my mum. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. using that high-risk category. Yeah, it was scary, man. Oh, man, definitely. But now I've kind of levelled out a bit now. Like, I feel like I've, I've gauged what it's about. And like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not checking like the news every minute. Like, do you know what I mean? I've I've accepted it before. Like, I'm just trying. That's the thing, isn't it? Like, I mean, uh, you know, it's a human race. We survive and we move on. And but like, you know, you adapt. But like, it takes a while, isn't it? And and also, like you said, like because I was the same like at first anyway was just like watching the news every day. Yeah. Um. But uh, obviously, a lot of chilling. I, I mean, I guess it goes hand in hand with the with the weed smokers lifestyle, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I'm, I feel like that's just generally 
my personality. I'm a house don, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm the same, man. And well, it's good though because also apart from that, it's taught us to like, you know, like you chill in parks and you know that little things yeah, that yeah, like yeah, we yeah, used to do when we was younger. But yeah. you know, you know what? Like I thought when like first lockdown, like lockdown came in, like, I was like, "Why wow, this is like a good time to be like creative and yeah. like do loads of shit." Like and like and the first couple of weeks, like I was, I was like, "Do you know what? I'm gonna get back on like making beats." And I was like making beats, and I made quite a few. And then like, I was like proper getting in the rhythm of things. And then um, I think I got like offered to do a set or I was just like, yeah, done, done like the live streaming set from like, yeah, yeah. live and that. And then so I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to like get like a set together. I'll get tunes together and that. And then um, and then after like doing that set, like my like production levels went low, man. And I just had no motivation, just got out of a routine basically. Because yeah, yeah. that's the hardest thing is keeping a routine in your yard, man. That's kind of yeah. Dead, yeah, I hear that. There's always a distraction. Yeah, always a distraction. Always something to do. So yeah, my production levels have gone down a lot. But, yeah, but you've been um, doing your your DJ and uh, your your um your uh, live streams, isn't it, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. But you know what? Like sometimes in this scenario, it's not really work because I enjoy listening to tunes. Yeah. Yeah. putting that together like yeah. it's why it's a passion I, I like doing that do you know what I mean yeah. obviously like out of lockdown and when you're doing gigs and sets sometimes actually this is kind of long like <laughs> do you like, change your set for every show or like do you tweak it kind of as you go you know like yeah I, I don't like to always go in blind because I feel like you could be setting yourself up for disaster yeah and, like, and when you've got like obviously loads of people in a club waiting to have a good night, and you're there just like yeah, man, the cheap. pressure's on you. Like, yeah, of course. And, and and I've been caught out like that as well. Mm, so yeah. like, I like to like know preferably beforehand what the vibe is, so I can come correct with like yeah. So like so yeah, if it's like gag, like I'm not gonna just come and play bad bashment tunes. It's just yeah, gonna yeah. Be hard, it? So yeah, you gotta sniff it out. But when I do that, like obviously outside of corrupt, like I don't want to be going to do them shows as like people thinking they're gonna get corrupt to decoy. Like I still want to come bring that like kind of baffling sound to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I guess people would expect some garage. Like must be hard. Like whenever we all do a show together, when we get there, we start to assess what tunes we should drop. And then it's normally a conversation that we all have, like yeah, of course, forty-five minutes, half hour before, yeah. like yeah, yeah, drinking yeah. in the green room. Basically, please play this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, my London shows are like different to like some yeah. like Liverpool, some Liverpool that time. Like, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, you have to know your audience, man. I do. I do feel sometimes that it's it's easy in London as well. Yeah, but if it's not our own crowd. If it's not our own crowd, like obviously, if the people are coming to like a corrupt FM show, I like I feel I feel I know I know the scene in London, and like I know people. In London. I was gonna say, let's be honest, boys. When it's when we're in London, yeah, the whole fucking place is our own crowd. <laughs> yeah, it's, we do fucking go yeah, sick, mate, it. in London. So. <laughs> hey guys, it's Ron here, coming back at you like Cleopatra, um, trying out a new. Um, catchphrase but um yeah i hope y'all guys enjoy the podcast and remember all the links will be down at the bottom all the recos down at the bottom and i hope y'all enjoy them 
All right, Danny Ranks, do you, um, what you been watching then recently? What, what, what you been doing when you've been like, as in, uh, like recommendations for the people? Um, watching, listening, reading, playing. I watched today, which is sick. I was going to send it to the group to you boys. Um, yeah. Got Minister Society on uh, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I oh, sick. Yeah. yeah, I watched it today, man. And do you know what? Like, I used to love that film back in the day, but I haven't seen it since back in the day. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but I wonder if this is going to be like dated a bit. Yeah. But do you know what? It's actually sick. It's it aged well, well yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like how some of the shots in that, like proper, yeah. proper. Yeah. I, yeah. you know what? I, I think it's better than Boys in the Hood. Yeah. That, it, I always thought that. It seems to like, feel dated when you watch Boys in the Hood. Yeah. 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 But maybe that's because we're from a different generation as well. Like, and like, not saying we can relate to gangbangers in LA, but we were yeah. more into that uh, like 90s kind of shit rather than the 80s yeah. shit. Do you know what I'm saying? And you can tell the actors are kind of a bit more from that background. Whereas yeah. like, in the hood, like Cuba's, you can question his acting in that film, man. And you can tell yeah, yeah, he's yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. that cloth. Do you know what I mean? And it, and it was a different type of acting as well, like back then. To be fair, Ice Cube, was a much better actor in that. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I've, I watched, I've, I must have watched Minister Society, you know, probably about 20 times plus growing up. But yeah. I haven't watched it for maybe 10, 15 years, bruv. So, yeah, yeah, no, I man. yeah. And it's a classic hour and a half film as well. So, perfect. Best film length of all time, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anything over yeah. that, pff, you're asking, that's a lot yeah. of investment. Too much attention. What else? What else? What else have I been watching? Obviously, the greatest of all time, The Last Dance, Michael Jordan. Oh, oh yeah. bro. I've been waiting for that. That's something I wanted to talk to you about. Because for people that don't know, Dan is a massive basketball fan. and uh, Yeah, I've been out of the league for the, like, haven't followed it for the, like, the last year or so. Right. So, well, I've, you know what? I messaged you maybe like may, once or twice asking if you'd watched it yet. And I, and I remember you saying you're saving it because it's obviously... Yeah, big. yeah, yeah. Because I wanted to bang it out. Like, yeah. I mean, like the whole weekly release thing when working for Man. You didn't? No, 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 no. So I'm only on EP7 at the moment. Okay. So we can we can talk up to there. Yeah. I, I knew about all these names, yeah, because, I, I mean, when me and you first met, we sort of connected over basketball a little bit, but more... I was more like a fan of it rather than completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean, you're more of a sort of real court sider. Oh, I'm the actual court sider. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I, mean, I might do a little. Do you know what I mean? A little jump shot. Try and get it in the net about twenty times. Hit it yeah. once and walk off. <laughs> a layup when no one's looking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and then like blaze it there and that. But like, I was mad into the jerseys and all that growing up. And, uh, yeah, and the yeah, fashion. Cool. yeah, the fashion. Uh, I feel yeah. like out all the sports, like. Basketball fashion was the one, like still so fucking sick. reign supreme, man. It's still I swear. sick. It's still sick. Bruv, when you when I watched it, yeah, I was like in my mind thinking that they're being fashionable when they're wearing. You know, you forget when they've got like a snapback on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, that's just their hard, team. Man. That's just their team. Cap. No, yeah. yeah. The NBA are proper strict on how you wear your uniform, innit? Yeah, yeah. They're not as they're not anymore, are they? Um, no. Nah, so basically, like. Uh, Alan Iverson, when he came into the game, yeah, he, he changed like, it up. Yeah, because he came in like proper gangster, like the cane roll. Yeah, tattoos. Oh, wait, before that, it was quite. Yeah, but what about Rodman? Well, yeah, same with Rodman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he was, yeah. He wasn't like on that street wave. But yeah, and, and people were a bit funny with Rodman because he was kind of like. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Like, is he gay? Is he like. He's yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. Uncomfortable with it. Whereas Alan Iverson coming on a gangster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, everyone yeah. loved Iverson, man. He was the dog. Did you have the Iverson trainers? No, I, I, I couldn't afford them back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, they're mad now when I look at them. Yeah, yeah. The Reeboks, they're sick. I love yeah. them. I remember early on, yeah, like, you know, like when you go on holiday with your family and you're like, oh, and you don't, and you get the wrong type of Jordan, innit? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, Everyone obviously had the Jordan 4s and shit and the and 1s. And, and then I had these mad, like, fucking, I don't know, man. 19. Like, massive Jordans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, and I remember like, yeah, I got the Jordans going to school. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> they're Jordans. They're Jordans, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 they're children. And I remember when I first met Hugo, I was one of them guys that was like, didn't have pee for that shit. So I'd have maybe two pairs of trainers in my house at one time, you know, like my mum would buy me one a year. And uh, Hugo was already kind of a tra- like a, yeah, like a trainer collector or whatever. And uh, not really, I had like, nah, come on. For me, yeah, I'd never seen even stack of yeah, 10. But also, it, I feel like a smug dick. Like, yeah, of course, man. You're a little, you, you are a fat little shit. Well, even seeing Jordans back then was hard. They weren't in every shop. Yeah, yeah. But you were well safe, though, innit? I'd be like, oh, sick. And then you're like, I don't really wear them. You can take them if you want. What size are you? And I quickly looked at the box and they're size eight and I was size nine. And I was like, yeah, no, size eight. So yeah. like, I took them and they were the, um, they were like the cream, like the white cream and green Jordans, isn't it? Jordan fours. fours yeah. yeah. Fucking hard. And I remember I wore them to a, that, that jungle rave and basically my feet were <laughs> fucked by the end of the night. So I had to take my trainers off and bop, walk all the way back to the station, back home, like, like a chick with her stilettos. <laughs> when I worked at Foot Locker, yeah, they used to have, they used to be called the dead, dead stock. Yeah, and it was yeah. like, I wish I could go back now and they just had yeah. like fucking just full up of Jordans, Air Max, 97, like everything was there. I wish I just... Yeah. And staff could buy it. Obviously, now it'd be. Yeah. When, I mean, everything was just normal back then, innit? But now, obviously, it's all classic. Yeah. It ain't like yeah. yeah. Well, um, you see, do you know what I loved about that program the most is that, like I said, like I, I, I knew, all, like, bare names. I knew bare names, yeah. And the jerseys and stuff like that. But I didn't know what their personalities were like, or really, a lot of them, what they even looked like. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. I love Pippin, man. Like, I think he's... I used to have a jersey back in there. I didn't even know nothing about him, bro. Yeah, but yeah. I, I remember when people would have the Pippin jersey back in the day. Yeah. Blue for having the Pippin jersey. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, Is yeah. Wrong? But then, like, Pippin was one of these people who always had to prove himself. So, like... Yeah. Proper fan of basketball and you saw someone Pippin jersey, you would actually be like, yeah, Pippin. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, I was one of the real ones, probably. <laughs> Without even knowing. <laughs> yeah, without even knowing. I, I think he's. I love how sweet he is, man. Yeah, like, he's, like he's and in a way, guy. it means he's stronger because he's he's not as petty. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but I like that Michael Jordan. He just wants to win, and he is fucking petty because yeah. he hates losing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> proper yeah. sportsman mindset. That's how you become the greatest. Like, exactly. he yeah. is like the greatest athlete to ever live. Like, in in, in genius uh, in art and anything like that, I excuse the cuntishness. Because of like what you know, that's special. Yeah, you know? to be the to, to be the greatest, you have to be a cunt, basically. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's definitely been my number one though since the whole whole lockdown. I got a yeah. question for you, Dan. What are your top five Channel Five documentaries of lockdown? Wow. <laughs> okay, because for anyone that doesn't know. I used to live with Dan and every time I put the telly back on, it would be on Channel 5. I was like, why is it on Channel 5? I was like, I don't know. It's not, I don't, I don't really particularly like Channel He loves Channel 5 documentaries. 
Yeah, there's one that we both watch. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And they, um, it's, it's not on anymore, though. Or was no, it Bargain no. Brits Abroad? Bargain Brits Abroad, yeah. That is, that is classic, though. That yeah, is yeah, yeah. comedy gold. Um, this is where we just simply ask, ask, and ask away. Which um, brings me on uh, to the bulk of the show, Danny Ranks. Bulk of the show. Yeah, man. We just want to, when we get people on here, we just want to ask, obviously, I, we know a lot of the answers to this, but the people don't, you know what I mean? Where did it all start for you, man? Like, um, I mean, originally, like, like early, like, how did you even get into, like, knowing that you like a certain type of music or a certain type of culture or whatever? Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't think I ever realised, like, like special point, yeah, I'm into this. Yeah. Um, I just feel like I've always had an ear for music, enjoying music. Um, but I feel like, yeah, going, uh, secondary school garage was like, I feel like, I think it might have been like a little bit of luck was popping. Rewind was popping. And just so you know, for everyone out there who thinks I look young, I'm a lot older than you may think. So I was in school when then tunes were popping. The golden era, like. Yeah. Do you know what? Interestingly, that is sat, even though none of us, out of the crew, apart from you and Steve, Hugo, um, we didn't grow up together, but we all went through that era separately. So yeah, we yeah. that's what kind of brought us together, isn't it? Yeah. So like, I feel like Garage was really the first sound I really got into and like digged into. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like prior to that, I like growing up. Like I remember being in primary school and having a Jungle Massive cassette. Yeah, man. And then. And then always a jungle tape first, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think it may have been like Jungle Massive Three or something like yeah, it's that. Like hash. It's like the intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the jungle's like the hash to garage. Yeah, <laughs> to to garage skunk. Yeah, yeah. you always end up going back to hash because the other shit's too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I remember having a jungle ma- and a massive um, cassette, and I remember having a rap attack cassette. Oh, fuck, I had that with the graffiti on the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. having that cassette. Shit. And then, and what else? And I remember having a recorded uh, TDK of like Cypress Hill or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, too, yeah. Young, too young to really understand. understand. I because these brothers like swearing and shit. In a yeah, yeah. Did you have anyone older around you that was putting you onto this shit? Nah, like I think I kind of just discovered it myself. Yeah, because you you're an only child, isn't it? Yeah, so like by then time I was really young, so I only had like my school friends. There wasn't like yeah, like, yeah. like had this social network of people around me, and like yeah, only child, so I didn't have like older brothers and sisters. Yeah. That me. I just discovered it myself. But yeah, like garage during secondary school was like the sound that I fully got into, and then I remember I can't remember what age I was. But I remember my dad getting me some decks. Yeah. And like and it was a proper shoddy setup. So like it was like I think they were called Cam. I, I had them. The Red Cam. Dwarfs. Like belt drives. Yeah, yeah, I had those. Yeah, man. I had two prayers on the slip mats, like Yeah, yeah like, like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And I had like two of them, but they were two different mates. So there's one Cam and a one older Cam deck. Both both nice. decks and some like dead cheap mixer. But, um, yeah, I remember getting that as maybe it must have been like a birthday or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Getting gassed, like I got decks. And then, How old were you roughly? 
I don't know. I reckon I must have been like 13. Ross, like early, early, yeah. early teens. Early teens, yeah. Yeah, mad young. Because we were lucky because we had uh, slamming vinyl in Kingston. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was a sick shop, man. So like, I remember going there and just getting the sickest white labels. I used to go there. I think it was like seven pound a record for like Yeah, it was, yeah. And then yeah. it went up to eleven for like to eleven, yeah. Stick really like basically grime, like anything Wiley was like eleven. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you um first, because when I first got records, obviously I went back to my decks with them, and I was like, I don't mm. know how the fuck to do this. And then my mate's dad, who's a drummer, taught me about bars, Shout and then out. I was like, yeah. And then I was like, okay, just counting constantly. Yeah. It's all about counting. To be fair, I could never mix. Like, because, like, yeah, I had no one to teach me. So, yeah, like, that's I like, yeah. myself. And, like, and it just got to the point I was just the selector in it. So when the when the tune was coming to the end, I was like, do you know what I mean? Slowly bring that one up. And, like, yeah, yeah, bring yeah. That one out. Hey, listen, man, that's cause it's the dance hall in you, isn't it? It's, it's the, <laughs> yeah, that's it's the dance hall selector. But, yeah, so, like, yeah, I was heavily into garage for a long, long time. So, and Dan, then, where did, where did, um, cause just to put it into perspective for people, a lot of these things I don't even know about because uh, we met maybe around the ages of, what, 24? Uh, like, 24? Yeah, something like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, when we met, you weren't DJing, innit? So, these were always just what you'd tell me that, oh, I used to have decks, but you never said I used to DJ, really. But you, you would never give anything away, though. Yeah, but you know what? I hate to, I like, I'm a kind of person, I don't like to speak for the sake of it, you know what I mean? I yeah, like, I'm not good, gonna, like, like, say, oh, look, oh, yeah, I've got decks, I'm going to, like, do this and do that and do this, and then three months down the line, you see me again, and, like, what's, what's been going on? Nothing. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to tell you something when I've got something. But I think that's important to mention, to, to, to note though, isn't it? Because not every journey starts and then is a passion forever and, and is a thing. It, you know, it stops yeah. and starts, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. So like, so when you had those decks, like for me, it was when I met you, you'd, you'd be like, oh, I had that tune on vinyl. I had that tune on vinyl. And I'd think, right, what did he do? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So like, when did that sort of stop? Was that like when the garage era, or like the, you know, like that kind of era? Because obviously when we were younger, you it, pretty much everyone either DJ'd or MC'd and then it kind of faded out, innit? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and it, it resurfaces when people are drunk at parties now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. I feel like Seek would definitely relate to me with this. Like, where we grew up was kind of like a, it's an in-between world, man. Like, you kind of, you're on the outskirts of London, so you've got, like, like me heavily, like, intrigued by what's going on in London, but then we're kind of on the outskirts where nothing's popping where we are. And, like, no disrespect to the ends, but people have got a one way of thinking. Yeah, definitely. that wasn't my way of thinking. And there, and there wasn't many people in the ends that I could really relate to or really interested in what I wanted to do. Yeah. So, like, like, a lot of things fizzled out for me a lot. Like, I was just like, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm stuck in, like, Kingston way. Like, yeah. boring. Like, I'm young, got no peas. Like, I'm just going to, like, what's there to do is set, like, roll with my mates, innit? Mm. And that's what I did for a long, long time. Like, just mm. didn't do fuck all just with my mates blazing playing playstation do you know what i mean like it was the same for me man like there was lots of music lots of shit going on like you know decks in people's garages blazing that and then when that era sort of faded out you know 
actually not many people were really into that. It's you know what I mean. They just got into fucking around or you know crime or or doing a day job and that and that was it. Yeah, and, then, and then people like me and you were just kind of left there, innit? Like high and dry. Like oh okay, well I guess we just fuck about and blaze, innit? And then we met when when I walked into CTC call center, innit? And I just see you sitting there, and I got sat next to you to to mirror your call or whatever because you was already yeah. working. Course, so obviously I'd hang out with my mates. Obviously, I had like my life where I was in, into what I was into, like listening to, and which was at that time hip hop and dancehall. Yeah, and like, but I feel hip hop was more of a bigger passion for me then because, like, obviously we're growing up, like we're becoming adults, yeah. and like, and we we just don't fit in the system anywhere, and hip hop just just talks to you in the right way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I got so consumed by hip hop and the culture and the lifestyle for for a long time, man. But and probably mostly when with you because, like, yeah, like I had a few mates that were into it, but they weren't they weren't down for the culture. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And that was the first thing we said to each other was like, "Would you listen to you know like?" But you're both a bit suspicious. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. in our minds, like, no one really knows about the shit we listen to, innit? And yeah. then, like, you know, mentioned different 90s hip-hop and that. We're like, oh, okay. What do you blaze? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> then, I, think, uh, I think it was, think it was uh, Jedi Mind Tricks I really said. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, um, like, early woke kind of shit. Yeah. Conscious, like, fucking <laughs> anti-establishment, like. Dark. Yeah, dark, man. Very and dark. I'm, like sitting next to Dan and thinking like yeah like this was before I got the boys a job there so it was just me and you and Fatty yeah. there isn't it? yeah and and um and then going into your into you're like yeah you come and blaze a zoo in, in my whip at lunchtime or something or or you give me a lift after work or something I remember coming out like raw like you had a BMW and I was like in my yeah, mind I remember that as well that's flossing yeah. I was like how much was this and you're like I don't know well like two bags or three bags or some yeah. shit uh, yeah there's quite a dark side story to the Beamer. So the reason I had the Beamer was not long before that. I think that was the year maybe my dad passed. Right. Oh. So so basically, like, my, my dad wasn't rich. had fuck all, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he passed, like... Felton legend. Felton legend. Yeah. legend. Yeah, yeah. Felton crew. So I wasn't left anything from him. So, like... Like his mates done like a you know like at funerals like a whip round or whatever. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Like, and I got I don't know how much it was. I think it was like five six hundred quid or something like that. And then um, and obviously I was working at CTC like putting in all the hours. And I was like and I was feeling shit about everything. I was like, fuck it. I might just I'm just gonna buy a fucking car, man. Yeah. And fucking yes, splurged all my peas on that Beamer, man. It's mad that that car in some ways, linked to the future, if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but to take it back to the, the link to the GTI, because that the BMW links into that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, one time uh, you were going back to Czech Republic and you were like, could I get a lift to the airport? And basically, like, I had the Beamer, but I wouldn't really look after it because I didn't really know about cars, in it. I didn't know if you have to put fucking water and oil and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So fucking, we're on our on our way to Gatwick, and like we're bombing down the motorway, and like literally the engine explodes. Yeah, oh it's all over the fucking motorway. And, like, oh, yeah. 
pulled over, didn't know what the fuck to do. I remember, um, that, I remember you said to me the engines exploding, and I was like, "What? Exploding? What's in it? Not understanding." <laughs> it was fuck. Like I remember sh- bare smoke and shit all over our fucking. Yeah. Anyway, ringing my cousins like, "Yeah, the engine's smoking, man." Is anyone? <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I remember you basically missed your flight. Yeah. And had to like, yeah, that was hectic. So yeah, basically I was carless, and um, and yeah, and just needed a world cheap fucking runaround. And I yeah. found this local car. I think it was like four hundred quid, and it was the Golf GTI. Sick. Fuck it, there you go. There the you famous go. Golf GTI that features. Yeah. In the that's literally decoys whip. Yeah, yeah. That's that's nice actually because that's a that shows us a time scale, isn't it? So when you got that, is pretty much when we started filming. Uh, we're not properly filming, but fucking about on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, the YouTube uh, people just do nothing. And and we literally, the reason Decoy has a GTI is because Dan had one in real life, innit? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and you had to get a lift from um, Kingston yeah. to Brentford. Yeah. And Dan would give you a lift. But yeah, we'd smoke on the way. And, and I was you might as well be in it, innit? And then he was like, I don't know about that. Being in some <laughs> acting shit. And, and, and I was like, you don't have to say anything. <laughs> you can literally sit there blazing you don't have to say anything and that's, yeah, that's where mad. Born, isn't it yeah yeah we've spent so much time us free in a in a gti that's all i can ever really think of like us free in it us free the us most three always in that car man yeah man. Well, i love the gti <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Yeah. Right about now, you are locked into the legendary Chat and Shit Podcast Lad with Alan Seep and Mustafa. You go check with. And a nice little special guest there. So kick back, tune in, and listen. You might hear something you like. 
so Dan, can you remember then like the first time you went in front of a camera with us and, and what you thought was going on kind of thing? Probably the whole time was like, keep the camera off me, man. Yeah. <laughs> Allow yeah. me. But uh, no, but you know what? Like I, like, I feel like it was actually just nice being a part of something, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like actually doing something that's out of the ordinary. Yeah. But like, it's, but it's kind of sick and it's jokes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I felt that too, man. Exact same thing. Yeah, like you're working towards something, but you don't quite know what that is. I feel it was just for us at that time. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I, I don't think there was any thought process like, right, we're doing this together. It was for when your friends come around to Blaze and like you need to find something to watch. Like you had those, like now we, I know they're called rushes, but before they were just quick time files on the laptop yeah. like oh what's yeah. this this is joke because like obviously then times as well there weren't like social networks like it was now where people yeah. share constantly yeah. and that like youtube like was about for a little bit yeah and we still didn't really know i mean I, we didn't even know that you can upload your own shit onto it before this point did we? yeah it was more a bit dodgy youtube like it had yeah. just like yeah. full films and documentaries it was still um like a dvd era do you know what i mean like yeah like with Lord of the Mics and all that shit, like you would go to a shop, HMV to physically buy your your yeah. like. Do you know what I mean? Uh, we were yeah. probably part of the first wave of like YouTube yeah. comedy to transition. Yeah, that's that. For anyone that doesn't know, we we did that was that were the webisodes. That were the webisodes. That were <laughs> the webisodes. <laughs> Those were the webisodes that we made. Um, and we put on YouTube just to just to kind of share about to our friends and on, on Facebook and all that. And the first episode was called No Source. And yeah, that was up there for time. I think we made five episodes in a space of like three years, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. We all still had jobs and that. Yeah. You know, the edit would take a long time. It would be Asim editing them and that. And then so like, can you remember a point when we, when we were making them that you thought, you know, the first time we did it, because... We, we were in the same boat really Dan I didn't want to be an actor or anything like that but obviously I was a little bit more extrovert than you you were more kind yeah, of yeah, I'm, I'm the complete opposite to you yeah so I'm the complete opposite to a lot of you boys because yeah. like you guys have always had the character element from day like from mm. the first day of meeting you guys like you were doing some mad shit like doing the pretending to be hip hop MCs and the call centres and all that mad <laughs> shit and like, and uh, who was them, them country, Barnaby, or what was, what was yeah, 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 like the uni yeah. character, yeah. like, always yeah. doing it. But like, I, I would like thrive off that and think that was jokes, innit? Like, yeah. I, I couldn't necessarily be you guys because obviously I'm not like big like that, you know what I yeah. mean? But it was sick to be around people that were just doing mad shit like that constantly. That's the thing, and and everyone kind of had their role within our little crew, in it. Do you know what I mean? And that, and I guess that was that was your role, like kind of going with the flow, you know, like which was sick because I think we all had to a little bit at the time just go with things because we didn't really know what we were doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you need you always need an audience as well. And yeah, you were the kind of like if it made you laugh, then it was good. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Dan's proper quiet and stush, yeah? So if something make Dan laugh, then you're like, oh, thank fuck for that. All right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So like, at, at what point did you feel like this could be going somewhere then? I, I, do you know, I always had faith in it because obviously apart from that, I was doing fuck all, man. Yeah. Um, but so basically, I feel like, I feel maybe it was like three episodes into the YouTube thing where it's like, do you know what? It's actually getting views and like, people were talking about it outside of 
the friend group, do you know what I mean? Or the people you used yeah. to show, do you know what I mean? It was like random people. And it was like, right, this is actually... It made up. it to like outer circles of your friendship group. Yeah. So it yeah. wasn't just like your immediate friends. It I was messages on Facebook being like, is this you? Like, is this yeah. You? Yeah, yeah. I hated that. I feel yeah. like that was... For us, Dan, that was massive, innit? We were like, what? Like, this is... Because I was like you, to be honest. Like, I like to say that, yeah, I believed in it from the start and I thought it was going to be something. But I was just coasting along, fucking about and happy to be surrounded by people that are actually doing some things, innit? Of course. And then, yeah. like, to hear those little moments. But I feel for everyone, it was like that small bit of hope and, uh, sounds cheesy, joy that we all had. Like, I mean, um, yeah, I thought you were all joy. That's yeah, true. Yeah. But we're, we're all holding on to it a little bit. Like, yeah, definitely. And, and like Dan says, we had no other option. I mean, we did, but we didn't really. We didn't have any qualifications or yeah. other aspirations, really, innit? Um, so that was the YouTube era. Uh, and then we got an email from John Petrie saying we we should go for a meeting. I think it was just just us boys, but you knew about it, Dan. And they said they they'd be they they want to try and help us develop this and get a pilot for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Do you remember how you felt when I when I'd called you and told you about that? Uh, I probably vividly remember getting commission for the series. Right. Yeah. 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 Like the pilot was like, it's cool, but like we all know what a pilot is. It's just one episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and I feel like that was more of a scary time because really that could have been the end. After yeah. the pilot, where do you go? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. Like, it's over. This is what I vividly remember, though. You calling me and going, well, I've had a call from Rough Cut saying um, they want to meet me. And like, you almost felt like it was like an almost like an audition or an interview for something you'd already been in. That's what I probably thought was you pranking me. <laughs> I remember you said you, you you felt really nervous, and you went there for a meeting, and they just wanted to chat. And I guess they wanted I, to. I, I had to do. I had to kind of do a bit of an audition. So I remember I went there with Asin, and yeah. I think because to go there with someone, so it's not as threatening. Just me wandering in this big fucking yeah, TV yeah. production office, like. But I remember. Um, they're like, all right, cool. We're going to do like a screen test, just like film you or whatever, um, doing your lines or whatever. And I remember like getting the script and obviously Deagle, I had like one word in the fucking whole script or whatever. And they were doing the thing and I'd done my one word and they were like, yeah, this isn't really what we want. In. And so I had to do you. I had to be Grinder in it. And I had to read a fucking Grinder passage, man. And it was horrible, man. Like, you know, like them ones where you come out, like you need an sh- instant shower and shit like that. <laughs> Pretended to be grinder. Like. Oh, man. I didn't know that. Yeah, I know you called me straight back afterwards at the time because they said to us, they were like, okay, so like you guys are the leads, but, you know, how about all the other characters? We're like, no, no, like everyone that's been in it on the YouTube is part of it. That's it, innit? Yeah. And they were like, okay, yeah, yeah, well, we're not disputing that because I think Lily had the same thing maybe. So the yeah. character bit smaller Mish they just wanted to meet meet them in person to see that you're yeah. still about it and you st- you're still definitely up for it but yeah I remember it being a bit funny the fact that you like why would you even have to do that you know what I mean like, yeah yeah you are the yeah, character you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. based it on so it's kind of like, mad yeah I didn't expect that to fucking end up in an audition literally fucking hell I can't believe you auditioned for me you snake oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel the day where I was like do you know what this is it now is when Basically, I quit my full-time job. Which was... Um... Just, like, labouring, basically. I always had faith in Corrupt because I always knew that I had to keep myself flexible, innit? So yeah. I knew, like, if I was going to, like, 
because I was at that transition. I didn't do uni. I didn't get have higher education. So I was like, and I didn't want to just do bullshit jobs. But even though I was just going to end up in a normal. Oh, when you were getting a job, were you in the back of your mind? Were you like, I need this to be a job where if I need like six weeks off, I can do that. Like, yeah. So basically, that's why I done like basically labouring. That's yeah. the sacrifice. Yeah, it was a graft, man. I remember like them time doing like working five days a week, proper grafting, and then doing gigs on the weekend. <laughs> you know, horrible ones, then 50 pound shows in like yeah. nowhere, oh, like driving all up there. You, know what, Dad, you weren't even DJing though at the time. You were, this was like early on, this was. Maybe- I, I was literally the driver. Right, yeah, Dan yeah. was the driver. It was one of the cars. It was rolling two cars. My Dan car and Dan's car. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, I mean, our sets were super shoddy back then. We didn't even have a role for everyone. But you know what? I'm I'm glad we done those shows now, man, because it made us better performers. hundred percent. That was that was the the training ground. But but I remember me and Dan lived together. Dan, like you said, you were still working. We were doing. We so you're not part. Dan's not part of the writing team. So. So work-wise, people to do nothing would be six six weeks in a year filming, and then the rest of it was like you know every weekend or every other weekend the live gigs, in it like you're saying. Yeah, yeah. For fifty pound, yeah, yeah. Just literally doing it for the love as well. I remember we um, we had an argument me and you, Super, when we got our first booking in like I can't remember. I think it was somewhere like Oxford or something, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, now we'll book you." Um, Get we get you one hotel room or something, and I was like, "Well, we're all gonna sleep in one hotel room." And you were like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was I was like, "Yeah, sleepover start." We jokes, and you're like, "No way." Hugo is the aggiest when it comes to anything like that. When it comes to home comfort, don't fuck with it. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I'm like, "There's I two beds, like... bruv." So that's four people. And then, and then, and then you've got a mattress on the floor, and then I'm bringing my two mates with me as well. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember, man. It was early days. A lot of the fucking, a lot of the people who do nothing stuff is 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 based on that, man. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So you started doing the Danny Rankin sets, which are just ten minute segments in the middle of our sets. Uh, sorry, it wasn't Danny Rank, it was Decoy. Yeah, it, it, it was Decoy Dubplate, uh, Decoy Dancehall, uh, like special, yeah. yeah. The break for us as well, yeah. which little vibes moment. And, and, and it fits in the realm of corruption. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just a random, like, oh, how can we wedge you into this into this thing? It's like, it all fits in with the story of people just doing nothing. Yeah, the initial one was I was DJing and MCing at the same time. <laughs> oh, man. Which yeah. was never going to work. Never. You know, as the as the sets went on and the different different tours and that started cracking, like Dan's fucking mixing now. He's not just selecting; he's proper mixing them. Yeah, and you'd obviously been practicing. Like basically, what's mad, you know? Like starting that, like imagine going on decks and you've never played on CDJs before, like, and and you and you don't even DJ. Like I was actually <laughs> in front yeah. of crowds, man. Like the amount of like nightmare moments I've had on the decks during them thing. But luckily we can pull it off because we're corrupt at third minute. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had some shockers, man, some real bad moments. But 
Them days are behind me now. But yeah, I was physically was learning to do that. I remember that like, looking up being like, yo, yo, shouting at you from the mic that in character, hectic, you're trying to learn how to DJ at the same time. How do I do it? How do I do it? <laughs> yeah, you can't hear nothing. Oh, man. Steve. So, so yeah, so that, that was your journey into then becoming Danny Rankin and branching off uh, as yourself to start, I guess, have your own career, innit? Yeah, 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 definitely, man. Um, Bashman and dancehall is like always been like a thing I've loved. Like, I was exposed to it. I was lucky enough to go. My mum took me to Jamaica when I was about like 13, 14. Your, your mum's from Jamaica for anyone that doesn't. Yeah, and I remember going to Jamaica and it was, I feel like it was a real authentic experience it wasn't like a sandals thing like we went yeah. to like up in the country we were living like the jamaicans live and it was it was a sick experience man like a proper eye-opener in it yeah but one thing obviously like being that age i knew of like reggae and i listened to reggae and i knew that but you knew what bob Marley was yeah yeah i knew bob, I knew bob yeah I knew bob. but like i didn't really know fashion in it didn't really know dancehall yeah. and then going to jamaica i just like it was like, what's this sound, man? Like, I've never heard this music before. It's mad. And I remember, like, we used to chill on my, on my nan's veranda. And um, this guy used to come by and just cotch with us on the veranda. And he just used to freestyle at me all the time, like, for time. And like, I never understood one word he was saying in it. None of the time. But I just knew it sounded bad. It was sick. Yeah. And I was like, this is sick. And then um, I remember, like, up from where my nan lives, there was like a little dance in it. And it's like tiny, like, like size of a flat, basically. And then they would have a dance there like every Friday or whatever. And then like, I'm just being in my nan's yard and it was just like hearing bare noise, like bare commotion. I was like, right, is there a fight going on in it? And I was like, I remember we all left the yard and basically there was a clash going on. And uh, and it was and it was my man that used to come visit us on the veranda yeah. and clashing, and he was clashing the other local Donny at the time. Yeah. And I was like, my mind like blew in it. I was like, this is fucking sick. This is and like, me. like Jamaicans, like you, you can't clash Jamaicans. Like they're just the best at it. Like yeah. so, like obviously, like coming back from Jamaica, I was just like, right, this is it. I need to like get into this and I remember going to like HMV buying like Beanie Man CDs and then from there like my love for Bashman just grew and then obviously through Corrupt it was like it was nice to like channel and tap into that a bit more so so hold on like, so is that trip that I need to thank for you putting me on to like 80s and 90s dancehall because I, I was always into reggae and dance all growing up from just what I've heard and stuff. But it was you that really put me onto it and, and made me get deep on it, man. And just like, I've got to thank you for that, bro. Yeah, yeah, and that's all good. But like, essentially, that's what British UK culture is built off. You know, like Brian, Gary, how yeah. MCs have their mic control. It's all- no, I know they all came from there. Like, everything we're into hip hop culture, sound systems, um, grime culture, passing the mic around. Like, it all came from there, it was isn't sick, it? Man. Man. Like, yeah, I, I just love the whole scene, the whole culture. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So, so going on, yeah, you're then you're then playing out on your own as Danny Rankin, yeah? It, is there any difference? Do you feel different? How did it feel stepping out on your own without your brothers, without us? Because we used to all go in as one. Like, I, I'd find it intimidating. Yeah. Um, 
Um, I'll say yeah. intimidating, but also coming in as your own name, your own brand, Danny Rankin, rather than Decoy, you know? Not, not going to lie, it's definitely a power struggle because obviously we're unknown for Decoy. So yeah. like, it's going to take a long time to shrug that off and become Danny yeah. Rankin as my own entity. Yeah. But um, it's sick. The first, the first one was definitely daunting because you're like, there's no one behind me like, Show me if this fucks up, how can you get me out of this? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. but I feel like you learn most when you're in the most fucked up situations, definitely. And like, and, and you learn from your mistakes, obviously. And like, yeah. yeah, I just made sure that I etch out all the bad mistakes ASAP, get that shit out, man. And 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 not not try do too much in it, not try and think, all oh, right, I'm DJ now, I'm trying to be the sickest DJ and do all these mad tricks and shit. No, yeah, but just trying to get through it, all right. Yeah, just make sure I play good music and like it keeps the flow, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I've never done anything on my own like that. You have, Seeper. You've hosted. Oh, oh, you mean what? With we, Dan. Yeah, well, when I first did the first Danny Rankin set, and, and I don't really do many, do I, Dan? I just do it for a... Uh, for a little vibe at some times, isn't it? A like, style and patan. Style and patan, little free ticket, you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I remember just going straight away going, yo, like, you, a lot of you might know me as MC Grinder and this is Decoy, but this is, uh, this is a Danny Rankin set. Show your love and appreciation. This is about the rhythms, big ups. And and they were cool. Because I was worried that they'd be like, and because you get the odd person going, MC, MC. Yeah, and yeah. Like, always going to get that. Yeah. Yeah. Looking right. at that and going at the end of the set, go on, play it. Get out the play, get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Run the rhythm. I remember that say that with one of my fingers. I've got to get out of the way. Should I play that? No, 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 don't. No, it's always good to have it just in case you start feeling yourself. I go used on, to in the early days of doing the solo ones, like I would play that tune, yeah. but only to like make myself feel comfortable. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a crutch. But then I actually realised that. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't play the original. I played the spooky remix because yeah, yeah, yeah. that that rhythm bangs hard. Yeah, the original's made on Garage Band, and like the bars are ajar, but the rhythm bangs. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know all of them. After playing it a few times, you actually realise how much of a headache that tune can be, and I'm like, God, actually, yeah. I don't play that anymore. <laughs> I lost the original file of that track. Yeah, so yeah. the version that it is is the first demo bounce. That's it. Unmixed. Unmixed. Really. And we've played that shit so yeah. loud. Bro, the, the original <laughs> is send you insane, man. But big up to that rhythm because that is done bits, man. That's what fucking made yeah, corrupt. Yeah. That's what put us on the map, innit? As, as corrupt, man. Yeah, mad. Yeah, when we played, um, we were doing shows and I thought like, yeah, maybe something can come of this. Like, they're quite good. They're not like great, but they're quite good. But then we mm. did Boomtown the last set on that and fucking everyone was going mental and like all I could see was you Steve Dan Marv Asim and the crowd that's it after that I was like I think we can make this live shit sick Blackberry was our first first festival and that stage that 20 minutes uh, set we did on that stage was blew my mind man that that like the amount of people in that crowd it's about 20,000 people there isn't it yeah. The sandwich. Who's your sandwich? Sandwich. 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 Sandwich.
Right, Danny Ranks, yeah. We've come to to where you are at in your journey at the moment, but we need to know one of the most important questions. Uh, I think it's like, isn't it, Hugo, probably. Well, it? for you, yeah. Definitely. Ah, come on. It is, it's, it's, it's I mean, important. it's a good judge of character, I think. Danny Ranks, decoy, Daniel Sylvester. What is your favourite sandwich? Favourite sandwich? <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh... Do you have an answer that in your mind that you think I'm going to give? Oh, I think I, I just think when you had a pasta, was it a pasta sandwich? Or something? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like a Subway, like a chicken teriyaki or something. Nice. Big beef smell, big beef smell as well. I like that. Fucking, that's your favourite sandwich, a Subway? <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's that's the first we've ever had that. You know, people. You, I respect like, that. I had this bread, and then I put this sauce in it, and then I, and you're like, okay, that's this is chicken teriyaki. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It. But I'm I'm slowly processing. Like things, things take time to come to me, man. I love um, your family, Danny. You can have top three. Yeah. All right. Um, I love uh, what are the Vietnamese ones, family. Yes, that's my top. And do you remember when we went Thailand and we were on Koh Phan Yang? Love Mr. K's. Yeah, I don't think anyone's topped that sandwich. Oh my <laughs> god! What sandwich did you have? The, what the grilled one or the fried one? The the, the, sn- the chicken schnitzel. schnitzel. Yeah. Oh my days, bro! <laughs> Fuck! Yeah. What was it? Chicken schnitzel. It, it was so basic, but it was it was banging. Wait, okay, so 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 ban me, Mr. K's. Okay, and and, <laughs> and, and chicken teriyaki. Yeah, respect yeah. that though, man. Subway know what they're doing. Keeping it real, man. I respect that. I rate that. It's available everywhere. All right, so the last segment of the show, Danny, is the most important part. And knowing you, this might throw you off. But you've got to ask me and Hugo three questions each. The three questions. Three questions, three questions each. I'll be saying that I actually don't know about you guys. Seriously. That's a good point. That's a fucking good point. That's why it's harder for you. All right. Um, do you prefer going to a restaurant... Or do you prefer staying home, getting a takeaway, and maybe watching a film? Hugo, you go first. Um, I think a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. If you could only do one. Because I don't like takeaway because I feel it loses a small amount of heat, and that yeah. annoys me. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. You're right. If it's restaurant food, then yeah, I want to eat it in, man. I don't want to lose the crisp as yeah. well. Yeah, I don't want the steam. Yeah, through the st- when you lose the steam, you lose the percentage of quality. Yeah, it's like you know a subway. You can relate to this, Dan. If you get it and a t- on a takeaway, and for me, if the salad is hot, I don't like it. Oh, dead. I hate that. Brilled up iceberg, right? I, I hate that. That makes me feel sick. All right, super. What are you saying? I- I'd have to agree with Hugo, man. Yeah, yeah, you have to, innit? All right, Dan. What's your second question? Um. I've got two questions. They're quite similar. So what did you want to be when you grew up? When you were growing up, what did you want to be? I wanted to be um, a singer like or a musician. Like I was mad into like Michael Jackson and that. I wanted to be some kind of like performer. Are you talking mad young? Are you talking like... Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about as a kid. What did yeah, you... yeah. I wanted to be a musician of some kind, some kind of performer, yeah. 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 I think... Um same i remember doing a show for my nan and granddad with loads of accents one time and afterwards uh i remember being beaming going oh that was pretty good maybe i should definitely get into this yeah, yeah. and uh quite similar but um these are probably people probably think these are like dead questions 
but it's just like I'm struggling because obviously I know you. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, where do you see yourself in 20 years' time? Yeah, good one, man. I'd like to hear you guys answer. Well, obviously, thinner than Seeker, which I already am. Um, to know, man. Hopefully, doing the same stuff, but bigger scale. Yeah, same. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I have, I have visions that you know, you, you, when you know, when you envision, and it's, sometimes it can be the worrying vision where you're fucking homeless or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but the positive vision that I have always goes back to I'm working on what we're doing, you know, comedy, writing, but on a bigger scale, um, but still doing what I love and and sticking by my own rules as I do it, you know, and taking taking it international, you know, that and coincided with, um, you know, having seen more of the world and traveling yeah. more and more, you know, like, like that's that's what, you know, that's what I love, Dan, isn't it? Like, yeah, 100 I do feel, I feel um, traveling is the most valuable experience you could have, man. Definitely. Yeah. Open your mind. Listen, man, Dan, you've been an amazing guest. Yeah, thank you, man. You know we love you. Thanks for coming on. And the last question we ask our guests: Are you our best friend? Uh... <laughs> yeah, of course, man. Now we're more than that, man. We're family. Yeah, boy. Oh, oh, oh. But yeah, man, bro. Thanks for coming on, bro. Yeah, thank you, man. And it was sick. This is the outro. See you later, and good luck. Stay lucky, boy. Stay lucky, boy. Fucking big up, Dan, for coming on, man. That's sick. Yeah, thank you, Daniel. It's uh, It was actually proper interesting. Like, me and you, like, we talk more, innit? We're more, like, open, I guess, than Dan. And so having a mate on, you, always, you know the stories, but it's sick to hear Dan's take on it because he was just quiet a lot of the time. Yeah, he's, he's quiet when we're all together. So, yeah. like getting something out of him you feel like is wow but really yeah, it's just because it's saying. loads of us yeah yeah exactly and they can't be bothered <laughs> to compete for attention yeah man big up Danny Rankin follow yeah. Dan on Instagram uh, at Danny Rankin I believe it is yeah more live Dan. shows be coming or yeah. more streams yeah for more now street shit yeah for the culture come on yeah all about yeah. street shit yeah have you ever taken a shit in the street Big time. Actually, I have on a, a train platform. <laughs> when was yeah. that? Back in the day, all nighters, innit? <laughs> I, I, I think I was doing... No, before, I didn't... I'd only smoke weed and everyone was doing beans and that and they were all up all night. I was freezing and fuming. Just sat on the platform and wiped my eyes with a leaf. Oh, my God. That was about me. I've, I've wiped my eyes with a leaf. I used a public toilet, but they didn't have toilet paper and I, I had to get off the bus. So I used my boxer shorts and then just went home commando. Uh, there you go. And there you have it. Yeah. Uh, catch us next week. We'll be talking about other things. Chat and shit. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. Hey, yo! Will everyone shut the fuck up? I want to give a crazy, stupid, dope fly shout out to everyone involved in this podcast. No, fuck that. Who's the brain that produces this show, man? Man like Rupert Magending. And who's the audio editor? James Torrance, check it. house. Who's the video editor? Ha ha, James Lord. And who does all the uh, illustrations? It's Alice and the Ink. Mad on the visuals, bruh. Shout out all the posse down at ACAS Laboratory. Hip-hop, hip-hop. Am I right, hustler? You're not wrong, Playboy Valentino. <sighs> How was it? 
Well, you can't really answer. But um, we're going to be doing a few more where it's just me and Hugo talking absolute Victorian slewage canal. So if you liked it and you want to send us questions or topics or, or, or just anything you want to say about the show, holler us on chattingshit1 at gmail.com. That's chattingshit1 at gmail.com. Just send your shit in and we'll read it all out. So yeah, that's about it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 